How's everybody doing today? My name is Christian Wagner. I'm the Militant Thomist, and I'm joined with a Goy for Jesus, and he's talking about UFOs today. Yeah, maybe the paranormal more broadly. Oh, uh, so uh, are you uh, are you Jimmy Aiken in disguise? <laughs> yeah, with my beard or uh, <laughs> my bright beard or. No, no, because Jimmy Aiken, he has. Uh, you never heard of Jimmy Aiken's Strange World? No, no, I haven't. He does. He, he does paranormal stuff too. So uh, you and oh, you cool. and Jimmy Aiken are uh, are together. I'm, I'm figuring you're actually not Jimmy Aiken because uh, you're very strongly Protestant. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but there's going to be a lot of um, probably overlap. Um, I mean, if you, you want to just, I didn't know if you wanted to direct this or if you wanted me to just kind of like give a brief intro or how you wanted to. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but before that, um, everybody, enjoy our ad break. Join my Patreon at patreon.com slash militantomist. You get access to more articles and videos. And if you'd like to help in another way, buy a militantomist mug. Lastly, you can buy a book from Militantomist Press. See options below. Also, if you prefer audio, check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Join the Discord to get involved. And if you're a patron, you get access to other Discord channels. Also, destroy that like and subscribe button and comment to annihilate that algorithm. Lastly, this show was brought to you by Fluent Greek. I'm sure you've forgotten your seminary Greek and need to get it back or just want to learn Greek to read sacred scripture in its original language. That's why Fluent Greek is here. Using modern pedagogical techniques, it is set it up so that you are reading Greek from the very beginning and learn Greek how you're supposed to learn it. Through reading Greek. It sorts the New Testament by verse from easiest to hardest and then gives space repetition of these verses so that you can read Greek as soon as possible. Even better, it is only 15 bucks a month to use. But if you use the code militant, you can get 20% off and help the show. Go to fluentgreek.com to learn more. And the link is in the description. Okay, we're back. So so the way I want this to go for for everybody watching is a general outline. Uh, First, kind of uh, introduce yourself to everybody. And then after that, you, you can begin to start with generalities, maybe just kind of whatever you're interested in, whatever you think uh, is is interesting. That that's really that's really all that we're here for, because uh, this definitely is a very interesting topic. Right. OK, um, so just about me, I'm just an average guy making my way across the universe. You know, it's uh, I am um, I'm I'm just uh, um, I. Uh, I was raised like nominally Catholic, I would say. And then around age 16, I would say, for lack of a better term, had a born again experience, was kind of in the Pentecostal world, uh, was involved with a lot of Messianic Jewish stuff uh, from there forward. Um, I, uh, uh, to the, to this day, um, uh, maybe starting in my college period, um, got more reformed. Um, I'm currently attending a PCA church. Um, one of, as least, uh, pertinent to this topic. Um, so coming from a charismatic background and out of a charismatic background, I'm mm. not sure how familiar you are with the charismatic throughout throughout all of high school i was charismatic actually okay so i i had contact with like the charismatics would mix freely with like the catholic charismatics and others so Mm. i'm I'm somewhat familiar with the catholic charismatic crowd and others and okay so coming out of that there's a um there's a tendency in human nature to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater that you have to be um, kind of, as you get older, I, I've kind of become wiser and like, okay, like, you know, maybe the left behind stuff is not completely accurate, but seeing everything I'm seeing today, maybe they, they weren't too off base about like, uh, Maybe we shouldn't have a uh, like a uh, uh, like a surveillance state. Like we have to be concerned about that, right? With China or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so in a similar way, when you're in the char- coming out of the charismatic movement, um, uh, or at least when I did, kind of a more like you're not really concerned about a demon behind, you know, every little problem is Mm -hmm. caused by a demon, if that makes sense. Um, Or something spiritual. And then eventually you kind of realize like, oh, you know, 
that other dimension uh, is real. And even though you always knew it was real, you know, just because you take uh, the Bible seriously or something like that, you don't, um, maybe on your day-to-day life, you don't really consider it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of the the people I kind of uh, helped me with this is there was a Lutheran pastor on issues, et cetera, years ago who wrote a book called I'm Not Afraid. He, he was in uh, Madagascar or Mozambique or something like that. And he witnessed an exorcism uh, that the Lutherans were involved in down there. And uh, having watched that series, what I kind of realized is like in the West, uh, maybe the reason why there's not a, as much overt uh, den- uh, demonic activity is because uh, uh, materialism is... Uh, everybody's asleep under materialism and why wake people up? Yeah. Uh, I, does, does that make sense? Like if, yeah, that, that does make sense because I mean, um, I, I think that the, a, a, some sort of demonic apparition or possession would actually have the opposite effect that it's it, meant to have. And, re- and really having none would, would be even more, even more powerful because where you have no supernatural, um, people begin to uh, question um, and then right. stay stay in their materialistic patterns. But I mean, there's even, even you see, because I, I, I completely believe a lot of the, uh, the new age stuff that's coming through um, and becoming popular among people yeah. my age. I, I absolutely think that's, um, that that's demonic, yeah. but that's also, that's playing on the proclivities of the people my age and it's giving them a uh it, it's giving them sort of fake food if, if so so to speak because they're obviously hungry because materialism and atheism has been just uh draining to the soul yes so it, it's, need, not need, it's not sustainable that's not yeah it's not sustainable so they yeah. need something they need they need something there which is a pseudo uh christian spirituality so yeah. in order to fill that fill that gap that that the human person has for uh for spiritual experience they 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 take it and give them this this fake food so it's kind of weird to see how how crafty uh satan is when it comes to uh making these pseudo uh these pseudo experiences um in order to fit the needs for every generation for for the boomer generation it was materialistic atheism for my generation halfway it was uh atheism and then another halfway it's spiritualism it's it's very interesting to see yes this. so things may change as the context of, of our culture changes mm-hmm. uh, so um satan is crafty enough where something in a you know a context of uh, sub-saharan africa uh which do- isn't full into materialism it would behave differently than say in Denmark, mm. uh, which is given over to uh, materialism. Yeah. So, so that would, uh, that's interesting that you've, you've decided to get into this, this sort of, uh, this sort of area of study. So, um, so was your reading that uh, the book by that Lutheran pastor, was there anything personally that, that had, that had happened or was it just, um... no, I, I'm just a curious person by nature. Uh, uh, so I, I like to be useless and read <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, like in terms of like, um, I, I'm an evangelist. I, my my heart's more for evangelism than apologetics. Uh, yeah. Apologetics to me is kind of in service to evangelism. Uh, uh, so I I know I may not be an expert on everything. I'm barely an expert on one thing, but I uh, I'm a I want to know a lot of different things just because I don't know whoever I'm going to come into, come in contact yeah. with that. That's just been my general outlook. So it's, um, I, I, I've 
took a class on Islam in college uh, seven years prior to 9-11 or six years prior to 9-11. So when it happened, I, it wasn't like I had some background and I knew not all Muslims were terrorists and, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and things like that. So um, getting into the UFO stuff, um, I, it's kind of weird because like in the 1990s, if you told me there was going to be confirmed UFO stuff by the by the government, that would have been a huge deal back then. And mm. t- today we have that and everybody's kind of like, eh. most people, not everybody, but most people are just kind of like, eh. so <laughs> when the, when I heard the DOD report was coming, I, I, I months in advance, I, you know, or even a year in advance or so, I was like, I'm going to read up on this because this is going to be a big deal, which it wasn't. Yeah. But <laughs> I, um, I, I, I knew, have read a little bit about it in the past. So I want to read up. Uh, I, I started with uh, Hugh Ross and Ken Sample's book, Lights in the Sky and Little Green Men, and then kind of delved into sources from there that they relied on that are actually pretty well known they're they're pretty standard sources in the ufo world and then um and then from there i kind of when you start getting into paranormal stuff and i put ufo in the paranormal world Mm -hmm. one thing inevitably leads to another thing and it's kind of like this uber reality lurking behind the surface like all these things are connected to each other uh probably the two biggest sources that i yeah the two biggest sources i relied on were john keel he's known for the mothman prophecies uh which a lot of people have heard of he wrote an excellent book called operation trojan horse and the other one was um uh the other one is the uh, works by uh, Jacques Vallée. Uh, he had a character modeled after him in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the uh, late 70s uh, Spielberg movie. And he's very well regarded by all types in the kind of the UFO world. And his major claim to fame was he found he goes over a lot of similarities between oh my dog wants to come in herself and let me just let me get her in and hold on a second and i'll be right back uh you know play an ad or something hey you all i know every single one of you have forgotten your greek from seminary so because join um join fluent greek fluentgreeknt.com I know all of you do not know Greek as well as you should. I'm talking to you out there. You went to seminary, spent five grand on Greek, and you forgot it all. And if, you, if you're doubting me, go to Hebrews 3.6 right now for me and translate that and put it in, the, put it in the, the chat. I know you can't. Therefore, fluentgreeknt.com. You need to join it. Okay, and he's back. Okay, I'm back. Wasn't too long. Um, okay, so the other person is worth uh, noting is uh, uh, Jacques Vallée. And his major claim to fame is showing the links uh, between UFO activity and fairy folklore. Oh, really? Yes. And there is a lot of links to, to, uh, to fairy folklore. Mm. And one of the things, so uh, it, once you start dealing with the paranormal, all sorts of weird stuff happen. My neighbor was, um, uh, I had a neighbor who was moving uh, like a block away. I didn't know him and they were throwing out books. So, you know, being a nerd looking through the books and they, they had one on um, uh, fairy folklore like just describing all the different fairy folklore 
uh, internationally. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of connections to there. There are overlaps with Native American and other cultures, but most of it is detailed uh, is kind of European and Persian um, and Arabic and stuff like that. So that that's what I guess people know uh, more. Uh, and once I realized that, and then you start hearing stories and of fairy gnome stuff in you hear from people's grandmothers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard in podcasts and stuff or even reports up to the 1800s is it was like, Oh, okay. So all these stories, I don't know like the current form, but I think what, what we were kind of talking about earlier before the West got completely under the sway of materialism, mm -hmm. people, I think people would see gnomes and sprites and have you have you read uh c.s lewis's discarded image no i have not in that in that book he actually posits that fairies are real and he and he talks about um ki kind of how how like christians uh should be completely unsurprised by this how there's kind of maybe a like quasi demonic being maybe something like yes between between angels and man because you see it all throughout folklore everywhere you go so it's it'd be kind of weird if they didn't exist so and uh based it, it, on that's very interesting yeah so based on my ufo research i'm thinking yeah this this stuff happened um yeah and in like the 17th century, you would get you would get people who would like that was a capital crime in England for for going around with uh, fairies and, and 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 stuff like that. We see we look back to that and think, man, that's weird. But if we really can, think can about you save it, uh, Papa Smoke's uh, comment thoughts uh, on Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll make sure I I save that in our. Uh, can you save that thing. for later? Uh, yeah. Uh, so if, if, if Papa Smoke, if you go to my channel. Uh, Look up the UFO and high strangeness playlist. I have a interview with Bigfoot, which we get into way more detail than than uh, I currently have time for with this chat. So, so anyway, um, I, I have so I kind of try to distill all my research into a video uh, that went out prior to. Um, that went out prior to um, the DOD giving their report. And the DOD report was kind of like, we don't know what these are. Um, and there's a group that uh, uh, somewhere in the uh, is getting a bunch of experts uh, organized by some Harvard person that I contacted. <laughs> I actually emailed them and they emailed back, which was kind of cool. So what I, I, I think is going on is, is that if you have materialist uh, presuppositions, you're yeah. never going to be able to explain the UFO stuff and, and the phenomenon. So I, I detail, I entitled my video, uh, how we know UFOs are not aliens, aren't aliens. Um, and um, Byzantine Catholic would like this because my first thing is like, I go over like life arising from chance is pretty much impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm personally an old eighth, old earth, uh, creationist. Um, so I know he's a young earther, uh, but there would be a lot of overlap there. And then I, I go over, you know, just traveling here would be insanely difficult. Then the next thing I go over um, is to to kind of say this phenomenon is real. Uh, involves a lot of eyewitness testimony. Yeah. Um, so, and then I, so you, you see impressions from where UFOs landed, uh, like, Essentially, the effects of radiation are very common in UFO uh, phenomenon. Um, things along those lines, but at the same, yeah. but at the same time, uh, but at the same time, they show marks of not being material. Like they manifest mm. material, they can manifest that they're material, but at the same time, 
they manifest things that are like this is different like popping in and out um making right angle turns at high velocity um mm-hmm. what what would uh what not not going faster than the speed of sound but not uh causing a sonic boom yeah yeah uh, uh so things along those lines um a lot of people like to say and i, I covered this in my video where and this would this would also tie into bigfoot as again a lot of stuff is interrelated is like why don't we have great pictures of these normally so uh there's a lot of a lot of stuff in the paranormal it's like uh cameras wig out uh evidence gets destroyed there's like a uh, I go over this in a, uh, I go over in a, I did a video on Ghostbusters uh, because it's grounded in the spiritualist movement uh, that yeah. Dan Aykroyd's family was involved in. So I read an autobiography by, uh, or a biography by uh, Dan Aykroyd's father, who also goes over the spiritualist movement, which was pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing you see uh, accounts of like light beams that uh, don't go on forever. Yeah. So, uh, so think of it as like I have a flashlight, and oh, there's my pop. Uh, I have a have a flashlight, and the light beam only goes to like here, and stops. Like a, something mm-hmm. like a lightsaber or something like that. I'm not saying it's a lightsaber, but you know where it like <laughs> yeah. light should continue on without stopping until it hits something. Uh, so. And then what I think is kind of the key factor, and this also ties into Bigfoot, uh, which I'll, I can explain later when we, we get to Papa Smoke's uh, comment, uh, is that the UFO phenomenon, for all intents and purposes for the West, starts post-World War II kind of around Roswell. Yeah. And, and goes on. But that's not where UFO phenomenon starts. There's accounts of UFO phenomenon, and I detail, I mentioned some of the book. Some of them are really old, and there's really interesting um, uh, accounts from, uh, like, ancient uh, uh, ancient church manuscripts and stuff where people were at church, and these people from a flying ship came down, and yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they had an anchor. But the but getting into the anchor thing is um, one of the interesting things about it was uh, uh, pre World War Two things like there's a whole uh, what they call a flap a flap would be like a, a lot of UFO incidents or paranormal incidences uh, in a particular area in a particular time in the in the late 1800s you had a lot of UFO sightings and a lot of them took the form of say dirigibles like uh, uh, like zeppelins and stuff like that yeah but they were prior to the technology um, so w- what you kind of see is uh, human technology is say here and UFO appear here like ahead and then as you have it's interesting. And, and then as it like goes like that, you know, as UFO, as, um, um as our technology increases, um, uh, they, uh, they keep up. So you, yeah. you have things like Delta wing aircraft well before Delta wing aircraft were, um, so, so what do you think is, what do you think is going on there? Do you think with the UFO, uh, appearances that, Whoever is whoever is doing this is keeping to the level of the people watching. Because I mean, if you're yes. having at a third century church where you're having a UFO experience, you don't want to have a zeppelin. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be kind of weird, and that would well, lose the, the the intended effect. Based on what I could see, like so, some of the accounts come from like an Irish or French church. In uh, there's a couple that are uh, maintained regard. I I mean, I don't have access to the original documents or Latin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trusting, uh, kind of what Valet and Keel are relating here. Um, 
so they appeared kind of like airships. It sounds like, and even you had some of this in, I, I don't know what they saw, but what they relate, it almost sounds like something out of like Mario with Bowser's ship. Like they had a ship like floating in the air and people were coming down and dropping anchors and stuff. And you have a similar story from Texas in the 1800s and where somebody got caught on this anchor. And I, I mentioned this and there was a few other incidents like that, that I didn't mention in my video. And it's like, well, how is like, look, somebody from 1800s, Texas pre internet. Okay. Is way before internet. Right. Is not going to know about an obscure, like ecclesiastical text. That's probably written in Latin from 900. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I what I think is going on is you basically have show a pattern of deception and things are they're manifesting, but they're and maybe this gets into the, the fairies and the, the how they manifest and kind of what we spoke uh, earlier is they're kind of playing on you, like playing on your expectations. So today we think space aliens, right? Sci-fi, you know, that sort of thing. So they all appear to you as what kind of, what you can understand and expect as what I'm, what I'm thinking is going on. I don't know for sure. Um, I mean, I can only guess motivation. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going. Um, I'll get back to that. But uh, so, so you see things, so kind of them tracking your technology goes to your expectation. I think so is, I think is what's going on. So so do you so first, first, my first thought is that especially with these uh, apparitions that are happening um, or these experiences of fairies or whatever it may be, demonic experience, witches, stuff paranormal stuff that's like pre-modern like kind of maybe Reformation era, pre-Reformation era. I, I think that uh, because of the standards of justice then, that we can be pretty sure that those things happened. Because when people were accused of a of a crime, from the very fact that it took two or three witnesses, and from the very fact, they had, they had much better, uh, they had a much better system. It was much harder to convict somebody back then than it was today. There's There, there was a lot less false convictions because they went off of um, kind of a... Uh, yeah, a, a, a mosaic law sort of way of uh, of justice. Two right, or three yeah. witnesses, and they need to be separate sources. They can't be same source. So honestly, I think when it comes to, if, if you're objectively looking at the evidence, I, I think that, um, th that it's pretty hard to deny that at least something is going on, even if it's a false interpretation. But you can't just leave it at uh, the fact that you can't just leave it with no interpretation and just deny the paranormal because of materialistic presuppositions. Well, you know I think saying? that's what's going to happen is is um, I, I think there, one, one of the things I got into also, and I should mention this. So that was my main key. But I there's also similarities with uh, the occult. Uh, and there's also, besides that pattern of deception, uh, there's, there are other things where, um, uh, UFO incidents, uh, tend to follow in family lines. And mm. that's something I, I heard a lot in charismatic circles, right? That I'm just like, eh, whatever, where, but there, there might be something to kind of generational Maybe, I mean, I don't think it's derived completely from scripture. Maybe it's it's uh, just from practical experience or something. Mm -hmm. But it, it seems that there are things uh, in psychic abilities, which I don't think people that might be spiritual hangers on on a family line or something like that. Uh uh, but you'll see UFO experiences uh, also trace in uh, in families, uh, or it's not unheard of. So that uh, and I and I detail. I, I was just watching TV and I found an example of it, so I found that online and and clipped it out and uh, put it in uh, from 
from an actor. He's not very famous, so but um, uh, he was on this show. Uh, uh, so I, I mentioned uh, mentioned that, but uh, Alistair Crowley or Crowley or however you uh, pronounce his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he pretty famously, uh, at least in these circles. So he had a, I think it was a, a, a like a homosexual sex magic ritual or something like that. So after this he ritual, he saw some entity, and he drew the entity and the entity if you look at the entity you look uh uh i think it's it, they called it lamb l-a-m or something if you google that and just put curly where it looks like a, a, a like an alien it looks like an alien it has like a kind of like a robe thing on and this kind of big eyes it doesn't completely look like a gray alien but it, it you know Ugh. the weird shape head and and stuff like that. Let me show uh, my screen real quick. This is this is interesting. That is a bit weird. It's it's weird. Uh, all this stuff creeps me out sometimes. Yeah, I just can't stop. See, can't do, stop doesn't that look like? Um, like yeah, it's so creepy. Now there's stuff in there where, like, if you stare at it or something, they believe. And also, uh, oh no, 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 I'm taking that off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I, you know, this, this is not stuff you want to play around with. One, one so, of the things is, is like, I do not go out hunting for UFOs. Um, I, I saw um, this. Uh, so to me, that just getting some up there, the, the occult stuff was like the final nail in the coffin for me. Like the oh. pattern of deception is one thing. And, uh, but yeah, don't go uh, out hunting for this stuff. I saw this movie uh, that was recently, I um, I don't, I think I, did I rent it or was it free on Prime? But it was Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind where they were going over the UFO stuff. Yeah. And they're essentially doing occultic practices. And these UFOs would appear to people. They even had a healing they healed someone with like uh, he was like partially deaf or whatever. So I would say a fa false miracle. Um, oh yeah, the person in Slave by Truth mentions Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, I think they were involved with Crowley too or a similar uh, organization. Uh, uh, there's a famous uh, UFO flap that might be involved with Jack Parsons um, doing some ritual stuff in Los Angeles. So, um, and, uh, if you can bring up, uh, James, uh, James's comment. His recent one or his, yeah, his most one? recent one, his most recent one. Yeah. So UFO uh, stuff can be complete, completely consume people and be a religion for folks. So they're able and, to explain every question about life and reality in reference to UFOs. Yeah. I, I think, uh, there is a danger here if you're not careful, um, is that people that does happen. And I think that happens because there's some sort of spiritual element darkness that they're not uh, aware of. Mm -hmm. And it just like sucks them in. And this yeah. happens also with Bigfoot hunters too. And stuff like that. Yeah. It's so, it's so uh, interesting because you also see in a lot of these things like um, that when they go into the desert, they'll like do, do D I think it's DMT. And yes. What's 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 the connection there? Are they like is that is that making them receptive? Well, DMT to, to something is the or... active ingredient in the uh, whatever that herb or bark is that people travel down to South America with the shaman uh, to do. Oh yeah, uh, the pagan rituals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there is there is some sort of connection between drugs in general. And uh, the spiritual world, that's very common in kind of like pagan shamanistic uh, practices. So um, I'm not sure how much like what we consider drugs today, like cocaine and heroin. I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if beyond the, the spiritual effects of just abusing yourself, the that it also like when you hear people who are on meth saying they saw like some demon running around uh, or stuff like that. Were they hallucinating or did they open themselves up to see stuff uh, with the medicine 
with with drugs that they wouldn't have seen normally. Yeah. Um, so uh, don't do drugs, folks. <laughs> why, uh, okay. So what do you what do you think uh, that that these things are? Because I, I think that obviously we have we have shown it, any any objective looker without insane materialistic presuppositions or some major mental block is going to at least say that something's going on. So we have all this data. Uh, so so what's what hypothesis are you putting forth that best explains all of this uh, that we've brought up? My my hypothesis is that this is demonic activity. Some people go further in speculation where you know they like to speculate. There's a whole subculture that likes to speculate about the Nephilim from Genesis six and intermediary beings and stuff like that. Yeah. It, just in general with the paranormal, and I'm just like possibly I just like um I mean, obviously, maybe an angel can appear as an orb of light or something that we would attribute to a UFO. But on the whole, for this class of things, I attribute it to demonic activity for the most part. Um, I, I The thing is, it's like, since they're deceptive, you can't really ask them. And then yeah. you're trying to just discern. And then the Bible, even though it, it tells you that there's a whole class of stuff that you don't see in the unseen realm... Yeah, it doesn't give you instructions how, for going after them. Well, no, not just that, but like it doesn't give you a big blueprint of like, well, the cherubim do this, and these are like the ten orders of ten classes of fallen angel. Like, I don't know how much of that. If someone yeah. does that, how much of that it's speculation or something like that. the The thing that really gets me is um, there's instances, especially back in the 1800s stuff, of people. Uh, essentially, there would be a bunch of UFO stuff. Somebody would show up to somebody prominent, like uh, somebody who's a was a famous local attorney or a businessman or something like that. And then they would convince them that, hey, the people with the mystery airships, I found him. He's gonna. He came to me. Blah blah blah. Oh, there's going to be this big reveal. This big reveal, right? And then. It never occurs. And it basically the guy's humiliated and uh, disgraced or, or something like that. It's like they just and I'm like, what was the purpose of that? Except they just like to mess with people. <laughs> yeah, like, there, there's a there's a book I just started. I, I haven't I put it aside for stuff, but there's a, a book called The Trickster and the Paranormal. We're very much in the paranormal circles. Uh there's a trickster archetype, which we would uh, probably know uh, better by like Loki, you know, would be the, mm-hmm. the the best example of it in traditional folklore, which we know from Marvel uh, comics and, and stuff like that. But where um, uh, a lot of androgyny, almost transgender type stuff going on with this trickster archetype. But for the paranormal stuff is like, all the cameras not working. Um, you see this in the in the in the spiritualist movement. In the in the spiritualist movement, you see um, uh, people. You see things that are genuine, and then that person does stuff that's fraudulent, and it's yeah. all intermixed. Where they're trying to like, they're trying that whole thing which i mentioned with ufos where they're 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 basically sabotaging people prominent people and i i i except for to mess with people i don't know what their stuff in in bigfoot circles that comes to like evidence goes missing cameras don't work is that uh, is that video from the late 60s fraud or not now one of the things i want to mention uh uh about two things i want to mention about bigfoot was uh so i interviewed a person but there's a a really really good uh two volume book called where the footprints end and the first thing to probably know from it is that um there's a lot of overlap between bigfoot and poltergeist activity it's just it's a lot of it is almost like poltergeist activity that's outside instead of inside um and the thing we were talking about earlier, which is that the UFOs get more scientifically advanced over time. Bigfoot gets dumber over time. 
where in Western uh, in Western lore, or at least Western European lore, and maybe some others, there's uh, kind of like the wild man, right? People encounter yeah. this wild man. Uh, the wild man is is clothed, hairy, but or uh, but it'll talk to you. It's intelligent. But then, as Darwinism kind of increases, uh, the Bigfoot becomes like a like a missing link type. So that's the corollary to like, oh, it's playing on your expectations. Is what I'm thinking. I I mean, Bigfoot is much more interesting in some respects because there's a lot of good physical evidence, but it also is like. It has that you can never find it. You can never catch it. You can never get a good photograph. Um, so my my best guess on Bigfoot, and there's a, what they also call uh, uh, crypto uh, cryptozoology and stuff is is like in my neck of the woods. Uh, there's the Jersey Devil, which uh, and other areas have other like. Oh, this looks like some sort of demonic being, but Bigfoot doesn't kind of come across as a demonic being, but (laughs) Bigfoot is seen with UFOs a lot, orbs of light. And just, and this is the funny thing. Like, so the UFO people, most of them wanted to be space aliens of some sort. And the Bigfoot people wanted to be a big ape. So both of them don't want to be associated with each other because as, as it gets weirder, like the Bigfoot people are like, no, this has to be a flesh and blood phenomenon, like a purely flesh and blood phenomenon. And if you started associating us with UFOs, you're just going to make us look crazy, right? And the UFO people are like, look, there's UFOs out there. If you start saying the UFOs, there's a lot of sightings with UFOs, like Bigfoot coming out of UFOs or some of those stories exist or something. Really? I've never or, even or, or heard that. Or that you see Bigfoot in the same areas you see UFOs. Like there's almost like a, these spiritual like uh, uh, window areas where like there's just a lot of weird stuff going on in particular areas, and um, uh, it's weird. It just gets weirder. Like the more you pull at the string, you're like this gets weirder and weirder. Like so, you know this this is connected to this is connected to this, and there's similarities here and there's similarities there, and it's just like this is just it's just weird, you know. So. Since we have like 15 minutes left, I, I didn't know if we wanted to. Uh, yeah, you guys can put questions in the chat if you have uh, if you have any. But yeah, that's that's it, it's really interesting to see. Like, because I mean, we do we do the same thing. Like, I'm sure I'm sure you heard of like flood accounts all throughout the world being shared right. among many different groups. I I think I have a story be, about that. Yeah, it would be, it would be weird when it comes to like all of these different. Uh, kind of genuses of of paranormal beings like you have fairies you got wild men you got ufos you got all of these different uh beings showing up in different cultures with obviously different local flavors that you get but they're, they're still there and and it would be it would be odd to say that there's not a reason why that they're they're there from all these people not with without uh contact with one another right and it'd be weird if they haven't been, you know, it's kind of weird that they haven't found definitive proof if they're just purely flesh and blood. Yeah. You would need a population sufficient to breed, right? So. Mm. Do you, do you, what do you think about like, uh, like bigger, like monsters, like sea monsters, dragons and stuff like that? I saw a funny meme, which was like the, the Chinese Zodiac which is like all these animals and then a dragon. And then it's like, well, I guess the Chinese just decided to make one silly one, you know? Um, um, I don't, to be honest, I, I don't know. Um, um, I, uh, the other Paul had some Egyptologist on a few months ago. And one of the things we match up is like, you know how we, we hear in the Exodus counts accounts of the magicians doing stuff. And I wonder how much in the in the ancient mythology, like they saw stuff that, you know, without that material power, like they saw stuff that we just chalk up to them making up stories, and um, 
I'm 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 more apt to believe that now than I was say, you know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody asked a question about supernatural supernatural beings assuming bodies. There's actually oh, so quick question right here. What was the name of the two volume book on Bigfoot? Where are the footprints end? Okay, let me pull it up real quick. I oh. I interviewed one of the authors. It, it was actually an excellent interview. Nothing to do with me. So believe it or not, we there's actually a section in the Summa about supernatural beings assuming bodies. So yeah, Augustine teaches that angels appeared to Abraham under bodies. Right. Some have maintained that the angels never assume bodies, but that all that we read in scripture of apparitions of angels appeared in prophetic vision, that is according to imagination. But this is contrary to the intent of scripture. For whatever is beheld in imaginary vision is only in the beholder's imagination, and consequently is not seen by everybody. Yet divine scripture from time to time introduces angels so apparent as to be seen commonly by all. Just as the angels who appeared to Abraham were seen by him and by his whole family, by Lot and by the citizens of Sodom, and then in like manner the angel who appeared to Tobias was seen by all present. From all this, it is clearly shown that such apparitions were beheld by bodily vision, whereas the object seen exists outside the person beholding it, and can accordingly be seen by all. Now by such a vision only a body can be beheld, consequently, since the angels are not bodies, nor have they bodies naturally united to them, as is clear from what has been said. It follows that they sometimes assume bodies. So I think that's true. There's another aspect, which I've seen in um, UFO studies, where it's hard sometimes to say what someone experienced, because some of it, like some of the people, it looks like, only that they are seeing it or they think they went on a, a, a space flight or back in the early 1900s or late 1800s, they thought they went on a dirigible and went to Boston and back in like record time for then. And, but their wife saw them like, I think they believe what they saw, but it might be demonic, like putting experiences in their head. Um, and it's not, but sometimes people do see stuff. There's, there's incidents of like, I I mentioned it, like this, this couple in Argentina were driving behind another couple and then they get into a fog and then that's the last thing they remember. And two days later from somewhere in Argentina, they wake up and their, their, their car is scorched and they're in Mexico. So uh obviously they didn't dream they were in mexico they found themselves in mexico and they asked the person where am i and they were in mexico and they called you know the consulate or (laughs) you know like they they had to contact their embassy or consulate so it's sometimes hard to distinguish from what you're sensing whether uh what's going on I, i whether it's like they're doing something to your mind uh, or you're seeing it in actuality. So personal experience, I have, I personally, I have not had any, uh, thanks be to God, um, had any experiences of the evil supernatural sort. So, uh, I had a friend in college who saw some sort of being, um, I, before I was a Christian, when I was 13, I had a dream once where I was in Florida vacationing and someone, the old guy across the street, I was like playing outside. I was 13. Right. And he's on like a freshly done grave in his front yard. And I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I just, I died. And it's like, Oh, I'm like, okay. And I just go on and do my dream. Yeah. Right? And I get back and he died like the same night. So the world is stranger, but I haven't, I haven't seen the UFO. And again, I don't want to, I know. I don't, uh, I don't want to look it up, but I have experienced what I would call say the paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but not in the, in a negative sense. Like I, I have, I have in a positive sense, but none, none of this like weird negative demonic stuff. I, I actually, now that I think about it, I forgot about this, but my senior year in high school, 
Um, but I mean, this is pretty typical for charismatic churches. But my senior, no, it was my junior year in high school. Yeah. My junior year in high school, we were at like one of the events, you know, where everybody's like flipping out and stuff and everybody's like doing their, doing their charismatic thing. And there was this one guy who like, who just was like clenching his teeth and like tightening his fists, like, and then like just shaking. And it, and it was like slobbering from his mouth and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was so and do, like, do we went up to try to. exorcism or something? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did an exorcism. <laughs> exorcism. But like afterwards, like just talking to him, he, he doesn't remember. He at least claims he doesn't remember anything that happens that day and that he he just like popped back in so so that that's the closest thing i've i've gotten to uh to a personal experience with the uh the demonic yeah i mean but the the thing is is though the people who who i i listened i've been listening to more of these podcasts and stuff from a christian and non-christian perspective and like i think a lot of the what i would advise a lot of the christians is like you know, you're looking for areas of activity where um, it that are what, what they would call like a window area or something. Where, like, yeah, it, if you see like a bunch of Bigfoot and UFOs in one area, and cryptids and you know demon dogs and stuff like that, that that that's. But like uh, the area where the spiritualist movement came out had a bunch of different weird cults and Mormonism come out of it. And uh, it was the burnover district from like uh, Finney. Uh, yeah. Uh, where his uh, revivalism caused like spiritual problems. And, uh, and then from there uh, you see, so uh, you see all these weird uh, aberrant cults. And not, although I would say, I, I think Finney was a Pelagian and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but um, you know, you, you do you don't want to miss the forest or the trees is like, uh, obviously there's, uh, like a, a whole town's given a, a city that's largely materialist or country or something like, a in communism or something like that has spiritual things, dark spiritual things going on, even if they don't, you know, you know, the Bigfoot stuff, is interesting. The UFO stuff is interesting. And I don't know what the overall game plan is for that stuff, but, um, you know, I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm guessing Satan would much rather have a million, uh, you know, millions of people under like, uh, like a North Korean type dictatorship. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to say is like, I, I want to admit my, 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 I'm not as smart as Satan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have even if he had the same raw intelligence, which I'm sure he's much smarter than me by raw intelligence. He's been around a lot longer and knows a lot more. And I have seen no, a lot more things. Seen a lot more things, and I don't know what the game plan is. But I know that there's a uh, like spiritual powers behind, say, uh, like North Korea or or or. Um, uh, uh, gay pride stuff or you know that sort of thing yeah yeah but with the i i don't know yeah because with all the folklore stuff there's a reason it becomes folklore and people actually believe it and become afraid of it so i don't know maybe there's a sort of modern folklore that's being uh that's being made, constructed here because even with like ufo yeah. stuff and ghost stuff there is a bit of a modern folklore that's being yeah. constructed and that we all, as as modern Westerners, well, if kind of have in have in the back of our mind yeah. is is this paranormal uh, stuff. If you if you stick to that's why like if you stick to post World War II, I don't think you're going to unlock. If, if you're coming, uh, the very few people have unlocked what's going on with UFOs. Like John Keel and Jacques Vallée are not Christians, as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah. Or John Keel has passed away, but they they kind of seem to have figured it out. Especially John Keel, that these th John, <coughs> when you read towards the end of John Keel's Operation Trojan Horse, it he he basically advises people not to try to have anything to do with this, 
and like all the weird uh, like his friends and him were, were experiencing poltergeist activity he had like a men in black incident where uh uniform people like the men in black stuff i mean it gets into pop culture and it's funny but people experience that type of thing uh with some uh, sort of like men in black uh type figures so that that is that that those things didn't enter into the pop culture because someone needed a story they, do you think you do you think that there's kind of like uh, are you like a governmental ex- like conspiracist sort of thing or do you think the government has no idea what's really they 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 know about it happening they just have no idea what's going on and it's not that they're trying to hide it it's just the fact that they're ignorant well I, the government's I very large so it's hard to say like the government in general right the there's deep different, state different groups even within the government there's um out of apologia church uh the cultish uh uh podcast had someone on uh is a lutheran guy uh maybe he was anglican too at one point but anyway he's done a lot of paranormal research over the last 40 or 50 years yeah and he claims uh some people came to him uh because the essentially the because they were christians and they were concerned and what they were seeing was that a lot of this you hear the the movie uh men at St- men who stare at coats no i haven't okay like the the cia or whatever agencies they they've been involved in like uh psychic and other paranormal sort of research to kind of like remote view to see like inside like the kremlin and, and stuff like that so i think uh, in in certain levels we've we've played around with the, the occult and that's not that there's obviously i think going to must be some sort of blowback for that yeah. uh uh so how much they know but i think in a lot of areas they you know they're probably just operating under it even if they're nominally christian or even like they, they probably just try to like if you see an incident you try to put it into some sort of materialist mindset because even if someone is a you know a devout baptist or catholic or, or whatever muslim uh or jew or whatever background like that's just our default in this culture is that we try to shove stuff into a materialist mindset uh like so if you if you mention like even the possibility like hey uh the pandemic might be god's judgment on us like a chastening or something like that you'd be considered like a crazy person. Yeah. Even though according to scripture, that would be at least within the realm of possibility, even if I don't know for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, uh, I got, uh, we both got to get going, but uh, yeah, we both got, I got, I I should probably eat something, uh, before I have father Gregory Pine on in about a half an hour. So, uh, so thank you for, for being on. This was, this was, definitely very interesting uh i i always love hearing and talking about this sort of thing it gets my it gets my heebie-jeebies going but it's, your juices it's also going. It, it gets my juices going and gives me the heebie-jeebies and kind of creeps me out sometimes but it's important to uh to know that there's this sort of well, stuff out I mean, there thanks and for coming on my channel uh, previously and uh i definitely wanted to return the favor and this is i was thinking like what would we talk about and i was like this must this would be the the thing I wanted to talk about just to have like a yeah. neutral non-Catholic Protestant yeah. uh, topic. Or so, so me coming on your show, that guy, your heebie-jeebies going and made, you know what to stay away from, right? <laughs> yeah. I stay away from icons and all that, that paper stuff. <laughs> all, all, all around my wall behind here. I don't have it behind me because I know I have a lot of uh, reform <laughs> listeners and I want to be respectful, but uh... you know, I'm okay. It's like, I'm okay. It's like, it's, yeah, I know it's like, well, it's not my thing. It's your thing. I, I can look at it without, you know, yeah, falling into gross idolatry. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, so... I'm the stronger brother, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, everybody, everybody listening. Uh, thank you for watching. I will see all of you in about 30 minutes. All right. Catch you later. Yep. See you.